Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. You know, one of the great things about the Chicago's Legal Latte podcast series, besides the fact that we have literally hundreds of episodes that we've recorded and make available to you, is that whenever we have a conversation that sort of leaves us wanting more, we can we can go back and follow up, and, and that's what we're going to do today. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. And uh, not too long ago, I had a, a conversation with Elizabeth Main ellis one of the partners at Lavelle Law, talking about estate planning tools and how those can be used to help plan for the succession of a individually owned or family owned business and uh, great conversation but not enough time to cover it all so elizabeth is back to uh, kind of follow up on that today so first of all elizabeth i i know you're busy so i appreciate you taking a, a second pass here to come and join me for more conversation uh, thank you jim i'm happy to be here so as i mentioned we we talked about um, why it's important for estate planning to be a part of any new business. Um, you gave us some great information. We've got some more things to talk about today. But um, first of all, for anyone who's listening, if you haven't heard that podcast, as always, it's available at lavellelaw.com or on Blog Talk Radio. Um, easy enough to search. In fact, if you go right to Elizabeth's profile page on the website, you can link to articles and podcasts and everything else she's doing. But um, for those who haven't heard it or maybe for those who did and um, have had a little gap here, give us a quick refresh. What, what are some of the key points we talked about in terms of why uh, estate planning is important for these individuals. Sure. Uh, the reason that this conversation is relevant for uh, business owners, and, and you know, we say small business owners, but it's really true for any business owner, um, that oftentimes that business that a, a family or an individual owns is the largest or one of the largest assets that's in that person's estate. So in looking at both the um, you know, plan for either retirement or future of that person or, or his or her family, or for his or her family after he or she passes away, it's necessary to um, plan for what's going to happen to that business or the, the interest in that business. Uh, we talked a bit about how the area of probate law is actually, you know, there to provide a benefit to people, um, though you off, we often talk about trying to avoid probate court um, mm-hmm. because of the, the time and the expense that the probate court um, can take for individuals going through um, distributing the assets of a, of a loved one, it is there to uh, help with the actual um, distribution and provide for those individuals left behind. Um, but when you know a small business owner has put all that time and energy into building a business, um, I believe it's fair to say that the last thing that they want to do is, is have that uh, have there be a giant question mark as to what's going to happen to that business when they pass away um, or when they retire. So planning both on the business side for succession of the business and the estate side uh, for the future distribution of a person's estate is really critical in um, planning for the future and providing some peace of mind for today. Well, and thank you. You know, besides the prep work we do before these podcasts, kind of get some ideas down. I've already scribbled a bunch of notes here. Maybe this is why we never finish a conversation in the time we have. But I think you hit on one key point there: succession planning versus estate planning. So really, those are two different things. Estate planning is for generally we talk about it for the individual, for the family. Succession plan is what happens to my business. Is one part of the other then, in, in terms of how you view this? 
you know, to me, I look at them as um, not interchangeable, but intertwined components. So just to clarify there, an estate plan um, is for the distribution of all the things that a person um, has gathered in terms of wealth, um, liabilities as too, but really the, the things that they've gathered during their, their time on earth, their, um, their money, their, um, their assets, their, you know, home, and incorporated in there is, is their business. If you build a business, it's part of your estate when you die. So the plan um, includes things like wills and trusts, the documents that we often talk about, um, you know, just in conversation with each other. That's what comprise the estate plan. A uh, succession plan is for the uh, future of a business, and it can, it can take many different forms. It may be passing that business on to children or to key employees. Um, for some, it's selling a business. Um, it could just be letting a business go to waste, but, you know, that's kind of not the ideal, I think, for most people. Um, so it's really about planning for the future in, in both scenarios where the owner um, or the individual that's built a business will not be there anymore, whether voluntarily or involuntarily, to run that business. Yeah, and, and you also mentioned, you know, having a retirement plan when you start a business or you're uh, a seasoned business owner and somebody go, okay, this is how I want to get out. This is my plan. But that's great to have that, but we don't all reach that point. As you said, people unfortunately pass away or become incapacitated. So a succession plan, am I correct, really has to cover both of those situations just to make sure that if they don't reach retirement, the business still is not thrown into kind of turmoil? Sure. Um, you know, in the ideal world, um, no one ever gets sick or dies unexpectedly, and, and the only uh, deaths that occur are those that happen way into old age after all of the other, you know, wonderful life events have happened. Um, you know, I, I unfortunately deal in the, in the area of the what if. Uh, so part of a succession plan for business should certainly include the unexpected death or unexpected disability, which can happen as well. Um, you know, we, I always talk about the proverbial, you know, asteroid hitting or bus hitting, but... Um, that's just to sort of, you know, try to make light of what can be a very serious conversation. But I do recommend that uh, the business owners put in place a contingency plans for what would happen if they are suddenly unable to, to uh, do their duties and, and keep running their business. Um, but also put in place a plan for the ideal scenario where the business owner is retiring or, you know, becoming less active in their business and enjoying their time in retirement. And both can be accomplished, um, and both can ease minds with a proper succession plan in place. Uh, some of the most you know, common mechanisms for, for passing on the business to other individuals uh, would include uh, passing that business on to children who have mm -hmm. decided, or altogether we've decided to move a business over to them, um, to key employees, you know, perhaps you've got a great um, you know, younger associate or, or mentee that is just, you know, doing wonders and will take over the business one day. Or perhaps it's, you know, selling it to an investor or, or other individual or group um, that will, you know, build upon what you've already built as a business owner. And if you're a business owner, um, perhaps, you know, as an individual, you've, you've started and built a business. Now you've got several children. Um, you know, they may be young kids, maybe approaching their teens. Um, you don't know what they want to do by the time they become adults. Does it make sense to include them, to, to sort of plan on passing the business on to them just in case, and then someday if they don't want to, you can change that, but should you always have a provision for a spouse or children to, to take over the business? 
I'm going to give you the most uh, lawyerly answer ever, and that is it depends. It depends. I've, I've learned that <laughs> so, from you. <laughs> yeah. So if I, had a, if I had a client come into my office and say, I want to make sure that this business is here for my you know, children to run in the future, I would always say, oh, boy, um, I love your optimism, but you know, what are you going to do if you know, your, your little Sally or little Jimmy wants to be a podiatrist or, or whatever the case may be when he or she grows up? Um, you know, we're, I don't want to get into telling families how to run. Um, rather, I'm there to protect their assets. So my advice to the person, the business owner that comes into my office is, make, is to make sure that the actual asset, when I say asset, I mean interest in an LLC. I mean shares of a corporation. I mean the, um, the actual equipment, land, buildings that, are, that comprise what is the business is accounted for. Um, because though we, you can hold those items in a trust. You can direct where those actual assets go uh, through a will, uh, leaving them just to the, you know, to chance or to the probate court. They will go somewhere, but it may not be where you want those things to go. So as, an, as a business owner, I say worry less about what your children are going to do versus protecting your business as an asset so that when they are able to um, make decisions about what they want to do with their life, if, if that's a possibility of running mom or dad's business, wonderful. Um, if it's the value of selling uh, shares in a business, that's great too. That's cash value. That's a good thing. Um, but in either event, you have um, some protection put in place for your assets and things that you've worked hard to build and some flexibility in the future for your children to decide what to do with those assets. We are moving rapidly through a part two conversation with uh, Elizabeth Main Ellis of Lavelle Law today talking about estate planning tools for succession of, of businesses. And um, again, I'll point you over to LavelleLaw.com. Great place to get uh, plenty of information and get information as to where you can reach Elizabeth so you can have your own conversation with her about these things. You mentioned wills and trusts and things. I, I understand those are generally tools of an estate plan. And you talked about estate plan and succession plan being different. Uh, are there specific tools in a succession plan, or is it simply a document that says, if this, then this? Um, I love documents that actually have good written agreements that are executed and well thought out. Um, a succession plan, you, you could literally create a document that says succession plan, sure. Um, that would be akin to just kind of putting down on paper what are your wishes for your, your business. But if you really want to put in place um, provide for the actual succession of the business, then you need to have something a little bit more formalized. And by a little bit, I mean a lot more formalized uh, for the actual succession of that business. And it will really depend on what type of business it is that um, we're talking about. So, you know, let's talk about a, a typical family-owned business, um, which I guess is, there's really maybe no such thing as typical, but imagine you have a few family members um, that have shares of a, of a corporation. Um, I would be, you know, it typically would work with those owners to have either a, perhaps a buy-sell agreement put in place. Um, I would work with them perhaps to utilize things like uh, key man life insurance or reciprocal life insurance to pay for uh, shares of an individual that can no longer participate. Either they died or they, be, you know, uh, life insurance would be death. But, but have some sort of funding put in place to buy out uh, a shareholder so that his or her estate um, can receive the value of those shares but still keep the business uh, in the family so that other uh, pre-qualified or um, vetted individuals are the only ones that are, you know, 
jumping on board to own those shares. So buy-sell agreements, operating agreements can help control how uh, businesses uh, are managed in the future. A lot of times it's actually addressing um, owners, spouses, or children that we don't want to have taking part in the business. Uh, that can be addressed through an operating agreement as well. Uh, so, you know, it's not to be mean to anyone. It's just simply, you know, for some businesses, certain individuals are more qualified to run them than others. So sometimes it's not so much a matter of just, you know, passing on value. It's preserving the management of a business or um, in vicariously the, the value of the business in that regards as well. Um, so operating agreements, buy-sell agreements, uh, shareholder, operating, shareholder agreements, um, those are all the actual named tools that we utilize for planning for the day-to-day -day operation of a business, um, as well as for the succession of a business. So we have about a minute left, so I'm going to ask you a question that I assume, well, here's a question. I assume you and I could bring in a couple of your peers from Laval Law and do an entire another podcast on tax considerations. Is that something that really warrants that type of discussion when you talk about succession or estate planning? Absolutely. Um, both on the business succession side and on the estate side, and, and again, remembering that these two are inter, these two are not interchangeable, but intertwined situations. There's income tax, estate tax, gift tax considerations, and all of them have to be taken very carefully. So, if I had one piece of advice to walk away with is, um, you know, avoid writing out an agreement on a napkin. Speak with an estate planning attorney. Um, and a business attorney, or you, know, you can call me, I do both, <laughs> and uh, carefully plan for the future of your business uh, because it will save a lot of angst in the, uh, in the future. And before I let you go, I assume, based on everything I've heard from you, that this is not one of those things where a business owner can go online and grab some documents and you know, fill in some blanks and they'd be covered. This does require the you know, individual attention of an attorney like yourself. I would highly recommend that. Um, more power to someone that, you know, is able to figure that out on their own. But I, there's some things in life I think are worth going to experts, so whether it's uh, myself, Lavelle, or another place, you know, take your time and consideration in, in caring for the thing that you've spent so much time and energy building. Um, Elizabeth Maynells, I really appreciate the time. I've really enjoyed these conversations. I hope we're going to have some more here in the near future. But uh, for those who want to learn more, again, LavelleLaw.com is a, a great resource. They can call the office at 847-705-7555, uh, ask questions, get to the right person. So very, uh, very, very much appreciate, Elizabeth, your time. Look forward to talking to you again and uh, certainly encourage everyone to join us for future episodes of Chicago's Legal Latte. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>